Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student-athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sand Hills Global and powered by ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com. Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Up Close podcast, quickly becoming one of the more popular podcasts on the Husker Online channel. Sean Callahan here this week. As you heard, we're brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. But uh, today we've got a, a couple of guests in studio for Up Close, a couple of outside linebackers, both in their junior years. Uh, Feldarius Payne and Caleb Tanner. Guys, it's great to have you on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Thanks well, for having us. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity because, you know, when we're at practice, we don't get the chance to sit down and talk. It's always so rushed and, you know, it's right around lunch. Everyone's ready to get out of there and move on right. and go to class and whatnot. So um, this has been fun to get to do these interviews with different guys on the team. But I want to start first with your stories. And I'll go with you first, Feldarius. Um, you know, you let, let people know your story because I think it's a really unique one. Um, you grew up in Virginia. Um, you went to a junior college that very few people have heard of before, um, Lackawanna Community College, um, and end up at Nebraska. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a unique path. How did you end up at a JUCO? I mean, give us, like, what was your plan in high school and what brought you to uh, Lackawanna? Um, my ninth grade year, my grades on football season wasn't good. Like, I didn't finish my last two games in that year. And during basketball season, I couldn't play any games. So right then and there, I was thinking, I'm going to the military. Like, football and basketball is just out of the, out of the scene. Because I was um, big on basketball, actually. So I was like, it's over with. I'm just going to the military. And then out of nowhere, my high school coach was like, we're going to get you recruited. So he had a school. He had UNC come to school. And then I don't know if he forgot, but my GPA was uh, it was a 1.9. So it was like they came there and they just left as soon as they got there. And then um, I remember he had Virginia Tech say something to me, 10th grade, and was like, you got to get your GPA up. But I thought it was all games and stuff. So I was just playing around, missing classes, just doing young stuff. It just wasn't smart. Yeah, I'm sure when you talk to young kids now, I mean, you – my mom's a high school counselor, so she was on me from the get-go. And, and, you know, when I talk to kids, too, I say the same thing. Those freshman grades matter, um, and it can prevent you from getting a scholarship. Um, so, you know, when, when you, you said you grew up in Virginia um, and you were thinking about going to the military, you're, you're pretty close to Norfolk, Virginia. I mean, is, is the military a big presence where you grew up? My uncle was in the Navy out there, and, you know, it, I mean, that, that's a huge part of that area where you grew up, I assume. Uh, so my dad, he's from Alabama, but he came to Norfolk, Virginia, Cause he's in the military, so as soon as my grades was bad, it was like, I think my locks got cut off. I had locks before this, and they had to get cut off because my grades were bad. And he was like, just get ready to go to the military. He shutting everything down, and it was just like he was so strict and everything. So it was like, it's time to get ready for the military. And this was ninth grade year, so it was, 
it was just rough. What branch were you going to go into? I was going to the Navy. Navy, all right. Well, Caleb, let's bring you in here to the conversation. And, and you came from Georgia to Nebraska, and you were a really late addition to Scott Frost's first recruiting class in 2018. Tell your story. How did you end up at Nebraska, um, you know, and, and how did it kind of turn late where you ended up being um, a member of this recruiting class here in the first year of Scott Frost? Um, with my decision to come to Nebraska, I think it was uh, all in having in mind what's going to go on when I go down here. You see what I'm saying? I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so it's like a lot to do. At sometimes it's too much to do. You see what I'm saying? So coming to Nebraska, it felt like it was a place where it's a quiet town. You know what I'm saying? Um, I come in, focus. Focus on just football and school. And back home, I was focused on other things more than football and school. So I think it was a great, great decision for me to come down to Nebraska and play some football. And you were highly recruited, um, Caleb. What, where would you have gone if you didn't go to Nebraska? Um, probably the University of Florida. But in my decision making, I already knew that was a, that was a bad decision. My mama even knew. Like she, she didn't want. She we went on the official visit. She didn't like it. I loved it. You feel what I'm saying? She didn't like it. I loved it. You know, we came up here to visit visit in Nebraska. It was cold. I'm like, oh, you feel me? It's cold, but she loved it. You feel me? So my mom is like, shoot, that's my backbone. I don't want to go somewhere where she not comfortably comfortable with me yet. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I took that decision and made that big boy step and had to realize that it's it's more than it's more than it's more than football. How much have you matured and grown up in these four years that you've lived in Lincoln, Caleb? Oh, greatly. I've seen so much, been through so much. I done, I feel like I matured a lot mentally, physically, at all aspects of my life. We're talking here with Feldarius Payne and Caleb Tanner on this week's edition of the Up Close podcast on the Husker Online channel. Feldarius, you came to Nebraska, too, with, with, with some injury stuff, and it kind of slowed your development. I mean, I felt like late in the year in that 2020 season, you really came on, especially the Rutgers game um, out in, in the final game of the year. Let everybody know, what were you battling when you first got to Nebraska, and, and how tough was that to to not be 100% being out there on the field in a Big Ten conference-type setting? Um, At first, it was just the shoulder surgery, and then, like, Late July, early August, I got, like, a COVID scene. So then I lost, like, 20 pounds. So, of course, like, with Big Ten, the linemen are way bigger. Tight ends are way bigger. We only played in conference last year. So straight from the jump, everyone was bigger. So it was hard to, like, grab on and, like, fight and battle. But you just had to go and just had to run. But I feel like best all, it it paid off. But, it of course, it was rough. Did you make pretty significant gains? I mean, when you measured your strength in the weight room and just body fat and all the things that they do after being healthy and training, I mean, what kind of gains did you make year over year? Um, I know this offseason was like a big – I forgot. They said they seen like a crazy number that is like rare. It was, it was my muscle gain and my body fat loss. During the first trimester, they said – I don't think it's called trimester, but it's like <laughs> trimester. Yeah, I think that's pregnancy. But <laughs> during the first little season, we got like off lifting. It was like they seen something that that is not not really supposed to happen the first three weeks. So that was real good. Just as far as your weight or body fat numbers or um, body fat and muscle gain. 
I mean, before you got to Nebraska, were you just kind of eating whatever you wanted? I mean, this. Be, I mean, it's more. It, you're in a good place now, but did you really have a nutritional plan? Um, where, you know, like what Nebraska had to offer before you got here. Um, in JUCO, the food wasn't good, so it was like a Wendy's that was like two miles, and we would walk to Wendy's. Like when we'd get out our meals at like seven o'clock, so it wasn't really like the breakfast was good. Actually, they made like omelets and stuff for us, but. Other than that, we'll walk to Wendy's half of the time. Yeah, you, you hear stories that JUCOs are like vending machines, you know, for food. I mean, you're, you're eating Hot Pockets and whatever they have. I think one time the vending machine, I, someone broke it. Like, it was just one night everybody was hungry, and they, like, they slammed into the vending machine. Everybody got free snacks. <laughs> just raiding the machine. Because <laughs> it was bad the next day of practice. Well, Caleb, um, on that same topic, you're a guy that obviously, you know, when you came in at a certain size, you've been trying to gain weight to fit this conference and right. play – on the edge in the Big Ten Conference. Talk about your um, struggles, or not struggles, but just your your path to kind of get your body right to play at a high level in the Big Ten Conference. So me gaining weight, it's not like it was a problem for me. It's just my body is different. I ain't even going to lie. Like my body, like I'll lose 10 pounds in a day. And it'll be crazy because I'll gain it back the same day. And then come tomorrow, 220, come tomorrow, 210, like it's weird. So that's what I was struggling with throughout my first years here. And then I realized how to learn my body and how to really fuel eat. it. Yeah, fuel it and really gain and maintain. You feel what I'm saying? It's all about gaining and maintaining. So that's what I learned over the years. Gain and maintain. What's your uh, kind of typical diet? Like, what are you, what are you throwing down to kind of, you know, especially during the season when you're playing right now, eight, eight games in a row without a bye. Obviously, probably eating the right stuff is, is a big part of staying healthy right now. Right, right, right. So after practice, I'm, I'm going to make a shake, man. First thing I'm doing, I'm going to the, I'm going to the training table. I'm going to make me a little shake, a nutrition shake. Then I'm going to get something down after that. Whatever it is, it's coming down. Then when I get home. I don't have no classes, so when I get home, I'm eating some again. Then around what four four o'clock, I'm here, I'm about to get ready to go to meetings. So this around this time, I'm, I'm eating like a little snack before I get to the meeting. I'm eating a little snack. When I get to the stadium and I'm getting ready to go into the meeting room, I'm grabbing me another like a little burrito, maybe a, a, a breakfast burrito that they had this early early in the morning for us at practice. Or some another snack, but I'm always eating like within two hours. I'm eating, 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 eating. That's what I do to gain and maintain. Just small little meals all day small long. Small little meals all day long, and then big meals late at night. I like to eat late, late, late at night. What was your lowest you played at when you were like a freshman? Probably like two hundred. I came in here at like two hundred. Had shoulder shoulder surgery on my left shoulder. Came in two hundred. The next year, probably like two ten. Then. 210, had surgery on my right shoulder. Shoot, now we at 225, man. We thugging, man. Yeah, you, you think about that. You're 200 pounds trying to go against a Wisconsin or Iowa tackle. Yeah, and that, got, was, that was probably pretty – I mean, those dudes are like 6'8", 330. Yeah, you got to have heart, man. Effort, motor. For sure. And, and that's what I noticed when I'm talking uh, here to, to Feldarius and Caleb. You guys, as a unit up front, just look bigger and stronger than you have been um, in the previous years. And yep. it showed at Michigan State. I mean, it showed at Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma didn't want any part of you guys up front of that game. Obviously, came up short. And Michigan State definitely didn't want any part of you guys. Yep. I mean, as a unit, Feldarius, how much have you guys just grown physically um, to, to be able to match up with really anybody you play now? 
Um, so like I'll come to practice or lift. Like I lift with Caleb and um Jamari in our group. Like you can tell the difference from year in and year out. And like even with Coach Dawson and our like little individuals um during practice, you can see like we striking the sled. Sometimes the surge bag will fall off, and you can see the difference with the strikes. How about what what what's your take on that, Caleb? Yeah, as a uh, as a whole defense, I feel like I done seen a whole lot of development. I, you know, I've been here since my freshman year. I done seen us at the worst, defensively and offensively. I done seen us at the worst. So now that we actually took this uh, past year, took this off season really, really serious, and really, really like we we really like this is what we really want to do. I done seen a great difference in play, physicality. Mentality is all different now. You know, and one guy I think that's really helped um, you guys is Mike Dawson and what he's brought. This is his second year as the outside linebackers coach. He was with the New York Giants before that. You know, last year he came to Nebraska and Bill McGovern, who's now I believe with the Bears, was on you know on in the room kind of behind the scenes as well. But they really made an emphasis to improve the front last year, to improve the outside linebacker play. Um, what has Mike Dawson meant, um, Feldarius, to you guys and, and the growth that you've made? Um, of course, Caleb been here a little longer, so I came here as soon as Dawson came here. So I've just seen it two years, and I can just tell that, like, he'll go back to film from watching them, him and um, Gary two years ago. And you can tell the difference that he's really, like, making sure we set the edge or really play this front or really get into the ball. It's the little things. Like, even in meetings, he'll make sure we have our pens, our books, we like uniform. It's a little thing you can tell with Coach Dawson. He's just ready to go. Caleb, yeah, Coach Dawson. I mean, I've heard stories. He's, he he goes on you pretty hard. He gets after you a little bit, and and um, you know, it's a good probably respect that you guys have for one another. How much has sure. he challenged you and maybe gotten after you? Or I'm sure there are days you're like, man, I hate this guy, but yeah. he's making me better. Yeah, so for sure, for sure. Like when Dawson came in, I ain't gonna lie, we bumped heads. A, we bumped heads a lot. He's a blunt New Jersey guy, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a blunt Atlanta dude. So, like, we, <laughs> we, we bunt his a lot. So, when we finally came to that understanding, everything just clicked. It just, from there on, everything just clicked. Even the play with me, even the play with Garrett, like, everything just clicked. Like, our outside linebacker room just clicked. Like, like we probably, like, the closest group on the defense or and the offense. Like, we clicked. Like, we know what we're supposed to be doing, like, when Dawson came in, like them edges was not set, it, like and it, and, and it wasn't demanded of demanded of us. You feel what I'm saying? When Dawson came in, he demanded that first, like first we gonna set this edge before we even think about pass rushing. You feel what I'm saying? Like we gotta set this edge, like we gotta do this little things, like don't wear Nike socks to a walkthrough, don't wear uh, ethical. Undergarments to walk through little stuff like that. Keep your saying? jewelry off. Yeah, like it's just the little things with Dawson. Who's wearing a Who's wearing Nike socks to a walkthrough? Hey, Amen. You are hey, you man. doing that, Caleb? No. Nah, okay. <laughs> Adidas. I mean, Adidas hooks you guys up pretty nice. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, I wouldn't be going out and buying Nike socks. I'm getting free Adidas socks. <laughs> nah, for sure though. Um, yeah, you know, Coach Dawson. One thing you know that's unique about him is he's not shy, and I'm sure for a lot of guys. Having a coach get on you a little bit. Right. I mean, especially when you were a superstar in high school, you're not. For sure. I mean, in, back in the 80s and the 90s, coaches got on guys a little harder. It was a different yeah. era, but you don't see it as much anymore because mm-hmm. 
you know, if a coach goes too hard on a guy in high school, they get fired. I mean, right, right. You know, they're, they're mean and they're too, they're too um, tough on these kids. But Dawson, it feels like just has that, that perfect balance of knowing how to, to love and also how to get on you to, to make it um, appropriate. Caleb. Most definitely, most definitely. And I needed that. Like when I came in, shit, I was, you know, <laughs> everybody was kissing me, kissing, cause kissing. you were, you were a four star dude. You feel me? Everybody on my, everybody, can I cuss on here? Yeah, <laughs> everybody on my ass, man. You feel what I'm saying? So, so uh, when Dawson came in, it made me realize, like, bro, they don't matter. The fans and all that, all them folks that's cheering for you, they don't even know what football is. Like, so you got to do the little things on and off the field. So you can be successful in life, my father. Oh, that's all right. But yeah, man, I learned a lot from Dawson. I appreciate Dawson to the fullest. Dawson, I don't think I'll be the athlete person I am right now without Dawson, without any coach in my life, really, because I don't, all these coaches I appreciate to the fullest, man. Because the coaches, they, they, they done been there, so shoot. Darius, um, you know, what's interesting about you compared to Caleb, I mean, you were under the radar when you came. And for the record, I had nothing to do with the twostarrivals.com ranking. <laughs> I gave many, many public talks showing the film. And I go, this guy is vastly underrated. I have no idea why Darius Payne is a two-star. Because if you watched your film in Juco, um, you played a lot higher level than that. Um, did that kind of mentally motivate you like man like the recruiting services have me as a two-star juco like every three every juco guy that goes power five just automatically gets the three star and for some reason <laughs> they got me as a two-star like did you ever like did people give you crap about that ever oh uh, yeah because my own juco you know like we always got number one db number one safety so they always would like say something like where the rest of your stars at and something but it was like <laughs> we'll give you one yeah, that's exactly what they would say. But it was like like Tig and um Nugget and them, they would always say something about the stars, but it was never like a I never really thought about it as much. Thought just thought about we're gonna go in this season. I wanted to win a national championship, so it was I never really thought about stars. And you guys in the JUCO, did you what was your ranking your final year? You guys were in the no did you play for the national title? Yeah, so we played for the national Who'd title. Who'd you play? Uh, East Mississippi Gulf Coast. Oh, the the one from uh, Last Chance U? Oh, oh no, sir. That's East Mississippi Community College. Oh, okay. Did you guys? And you guys? Did you win the national title? <laughs> no, sir. It was a tough one. But that that had to be a good experience to to play just for a national title. Yes, yeah, so yeah. It was nice because that's the biggest fans I ever had since high school. Because um, JUCO games have like fifteen people there. Wow. Yeah. And so you guys, um, when you played JUCO, we talked to, on the McGowan show with you a few weeks ago, just like the living quarters you said it was like a bunk a bunk room with like six dudes living on twin beds in one room it was just like this room but a little bit smaller and we were like put like sheets up in the ceiling to divide all the room so you won't see each other when you go to sleep but yeah it was it was real tight it was like yeah four or six were there like were there no women at (laughs) it was um probably like like the girl sports but it wasn't many of them it was just like the basketball team and the it wasn't even a soccer team. It was just bad. They didn't was, have cheerleaders either. No, sir. We had um, cheerleaders my second year, but they weren't. They, they weren't good looking. It was <laughs> so a that, community college. that right there had to be a challenge to be kind of isolated in Lackawanna, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Did I say that right? Oh, Lackawanna. This is Lackawanna. Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, Scranton, PA. Sorry, um, but that that had to be a challenge just mentally. And what what kind of bus rides? Like how how long were some of the bus rides you had to take? We took one to um. 
North Carolina was like 14 hours. And on the way back, I was cramping. It was, it was like the hottest game I ever played. It was like during August when we were playing Georgia military. And on the way back, I was cramping the whole ride. And so you'll play a game on Saturday, probably on a long bus ride about noon or one. And you guys would bus all day Friday to get in. Is that how those trips would work? Yeah, so yeah, we'll bust all day Friday. Yeah, and then we'll get in. We'll just get ready to play. Would they bunk up four to a room or two to a room? <laughs> so our first game, it was all. It was just three of us. But it was. I had my own bed, and the other two had to share a bed. <laughs> How'd that work out? We made it work. Well, they were triplets, so they were. It was just two of them that came, so they just shared a bed. It wasn't bad. But then you'd play the game. Maybe maybe have time to shower and just get on the bus and go right back. I don't think we had time to shower. We just you didn't but, even shower and you had to go all the way back to fourteen hours. Yeah, so but they gave us uh, a pizza. I remember we get a cheese pizza after the game every game. I, and, I, and I see what you guys get now after games. When, oh, yeah, it's, when it's, it's a big difference. The before-game meal was was real bad. but Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of kids understand the lifestyle of junior, junior college. But, Caleb, I bet you're, when you hear these stories, you're probably like, man, I'm glad I got in. Yeah, man. I'm glad, man. I'm too <laughs> glad, man. Thank God. <laughs> Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening here to Up Close, uh, brought to you by Sandhills Global, um, empowered by ABM and HuskerOnline.com as we're talking with outside linebackers, Feldarius Payne and Caleb Tanner. Um, I want to talk about Eric Chenander and what, what he's meant to you guys because this this defense is playing hard um, as a unit. I mean, you guys at Michigan State did not allow a first down in the second half. You held the nation's leading rusher to next to nothing a week ago. How hard are you guys playing? And I'll let you go first here, Caleb, because you've been with Coach Shenander for four years. And yeah. what was kind of the turning point for this group as a unit? Um, you know, was there a game? Was there a moment that – the light bulb just really came on where this unit collectively was all playing on the same page. When everybody collectively played on the same page, exactly what you just said, that's exactly when that thing clicked. When everybody got the call, when everybody running to the ball, when everybody doing what they job, that's when we start to click. And when we start to click, then when you see us having fun with each other, and now it's not even – we playing the game. Now we just having fun at this point. Like we smacking y'all. Like y'all not getting no y'all. You the leading rusher in the country. You ain't getting no y'all. Like we smacking y'all now at this point. Like and we playing with at a high level. And we we get it. We get that the chins. You you see what I'm saying? Cause chins come every day and test us. Like some of the some of the shit you, he he'll say. You'll be like, damn. We ain't even, we ain't even fuck that up that bad. But. 
at the end, you'll realize, like, damn, they just did that shit in the game. That's why he said that shit on Monday. You feel what I'm saying? Like, little shit like that. And he'll say that shit every week. And it'll be every week, every day. And just from, you know, the observer's view, uh, watching, like, the way you guys play, the discipline has really Im- improved. You see a lot of teams try these edge plays, these reverses. Yeah. And a year or two ago, I mean, guys would get sucked in and, and a big play happens. Right. I mean, you guys are blowing up those plays right now. And, I mean, that just shows to Feldarius and Caleb the, the discipline um, that, I mean, that you guys have been able to show and, and compared to, I mean, I, I think about Caleb, or not Caleb, Garrett Nelson. I mean, Iowa was running that stuff on him and getting big plays because he was getting sucked in. And you see a guy like Garrett Nelson now blowing those plays up um, last week at Michigan State. Yep. What do, you, what do you think of that, Feldarius, just the discipline that you guys have played with as a unit? Um, I think it's like a, like a bunch of little stuff, like I keep saying, like he was saying, like with the Adidas and the ethical draws, and it was just like when they nick down on that little stuff, they can trust us more on the field. Like everything with this football team is like genuine, like all these coaches actually do care about you. So I think that does come in fact when it comes to playing for them. You know, one thing um, that really helped your unit was having a bunch of six-year seniors come back, Markel and Deontay Williams and JoJo Doman and Ben Stilley, and then even Will Honus till he got injured. But five of those guys came back. You guys are going to be faced with some similar decisions because technically um, this should be your senior year, Feldarius, and Caleb, it should be your senior year. Yep. Uh, Caleb, you never registered, so it's really only your fourth year in college. Right. I mean, how do you guys go about just that process, um, you know, knowing you had some guys go through it um, a year ago, and it's gone pretty well for all of those guys that came back. I'll, and I'll let you go first, Caleb. Uh, like our thought process on like – Just, yeah, like, I mean, for everybody in the country, it just feels like you guys are all going to have tough decisions because a lot of guys decided to come back, and it's going to, you know, com- I mean, it kind of log jams things up as far as the numbers go for the NFL and other things. Right, right, right. right. Um, so, I mean, in your mind, are you already saying, you know what, I get one more year at Nebraska, or how, how do you kind of play that out in the, in the long run? Right now, we I ain't even thinking about it, to be honest. Right now, I'm thinking about playing my best year of football. Just like win. Every, yeah, just win. Try and, you feel me, play some defense. At this point, we're going to think about that in December or January or something like that when we go into the bowl game. Then I'll think about that. But, man. How about you, Feldarius? I mean, how, how do you kind of think about your future? I mean, pretty close to getting your degree. I mean, when you graduate, kind of what what are your plans? Uh, I don't have no plans yet. Like you said, I'm just focused on the season. I don't know. I've always been like a, a season-oriented guy. And that's just always how I've been. Um, let's let's go a um, little light light stuff now. I want to ask you guys about food. If if I, if, if, I'm, if you're going to go get your your favorite meal in town, where where are you going in Nebraska? Yeah, where are you going in? Where are you going in Nebraska first, Caleb? Like if, if you're going, if you're trying to, you got a free Friday night. Where are you going to grab food at? Free Friday night, man. It's a tough decision, man. Cause I ain't gonna lie, Nebraska food. Uh, I don't like it, but I would say I stop on a Friday night. I stop. And go get me some Popeyes. Man. Popeyes, all right. Chicken Dude. sandwich or chicken or tenders? See, I done got tired of the sandwich. Now the, t- the sandwich is getting a little bit nasty to me, so now I'm just going. I done went to the Nuggets. The sandwich did go downhill a little bit. It went bit. downhill a little bit. Now I'm going to the Nuggets, man. How about you, Phil? Phil getting anything. He, man, he grab anything. He eat anything. <laughs> no, for real. So if I'm on all. Uh, 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I used to like Slim's Chicken, but it's on the other side of town. So I usually go to um, Cockies. Cockies, I forgot what it's called, Chickens. Or like if it's late at night, like past 12 to 3. You'll see me going to Seaberries. See, where's that at? It's right down the street. It's on O Street. Great, like, little platters. Yeah, yeah. You guys ever do, like, daily owns late night? Yeah. Oh, I've been there, like, once or twice, but it got to be, like, really late. late. Yeah, I'm about to say real what? late. Because I stay down the street from um, Deli Owns. They got pizza? Tacos. It's, it's, like, like, a, a it's like a taco truck, but it's a restaurant. Oh. I think it's open 24 hours. And they got breakfast. Oh, see, I didn't know that, but. I thought that was that piece of play. Hmm. All right. Well, let, let's. Um. How about back home? What? What? what by the way, what's that in Atlanta, Georgia? What's that hot dog stand place? Um. Varsity. Oh, the, the burger place, cheeseburger, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That's a big deal out in Atlanta, right? It's nasty though. Yeah. I. I didn't. So I looked at it, and I'm like, Varsity oh, nasty, man. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't not tour, go to tour, the Varsity. It's a, it's a tourist trap. Yeah, man, it's a tourist trap. It's a trap for real. That burger's nasty. You might as well don't even go to Five Guys. Go to Five Guys. Don't don't, don't go, go to Five, five Guys. Well, they five got guys. that in Nebraska. Five Guys horrible, man. In Virginia, what are you guys? What are you guys cooking up, Phil? Um, like cookout or like little like seafood platters. It's like every weekend somebody making like a seafood platter because it's close to the water. I always get like homemade food. That's crab country, right? Yeah. Uh, I stay like Southern Virginia, so it's like. Redfish. Yes, yeah, so yeah, it was a, a big fish. Like I go fishing a lot. Oh, so do you, yeah, a lot of guys on the team do go fishing, don't they? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Hunt. Some guys go hunting. Yeah, they go hunting too. I just never. I never been hunting. So do you go? Where do you fish at in town? Do you have somewhere you like to go or a connection to get on somewhere? Honestly, I never been fishing here, but I know like um, DT men. I don't even think Nash man. He's a big fisherman. Oh yeah, Nash. Yeah, that, that's one thing um, about Nebraska. I think that's got to be unique for you guys, just the different types of guys on this team. I mean, you got a guy from Chamberlain, South Dakota. You got Garrett Nelson from Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. You're from Virginia. You got guys from California, Florida. Te- I mean, just is there, you know, just being around so many different types of people and then even just the walk-ons. I mean, that's got to be unique to be on a team where almost half the roster are guys that are paying their own way and busting their ass in practice every day just to maybe get on kick kick coverage or something, you know? And, I mean, does that culture, I mean, has that really, um, you know, what, what, just has that kind of impressed you over your time that there's just all these different parts of Nebraska's culture? I'll let you go first on that, Phil. Um, me personally, sometimes I'd be forgetting their walk-ons because the way they just go out there and just work hard. So it's like 
it, I think it's more of a standard we have now. Like, the standard is different. So, everyone just go out there and, like, just go bust their butt, just go out, fall out. So, I, it's hard to tell who's walk-on, like, if you go to practice from time to time. How about you, Caleb? I mean, just you've been here four years now and kind of learned the culture. I mean, what are your thoughts of just the walk-on program and the, and the guys that kind of bust their butt and probably knowing they're never going to take a significant snap at Nebraska? Yeah, man, I got respect for all them dudes, man. I ain't going to lie. To be a walk-on and come here and pay your way through school and and, 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 and practice just as hard as me, you feel me? That shit, that shit hard. Like, how you, that shit hard, man. I got respect for them boys. Like, Luke Reimer, that dude right there, man. That boy, that boy gonna be, that boy gonna be something, boy. Cause that boy, that boy there gonna be something. But, um... Yeah, man, just seeing all these uh, folks from around Nebraska, like Carney, Nebraska, and all that Scott's Bluff stuff, it's been a great experience because you find you finding folks on your team that you didn't even know this what they did. Like, I'm finding folks on my team that know how to hang up TVs on the wall. Like, I don't even know how to hang up a TV on the wall. Not, <laughs> folks, you feel what I'm saying? In Atlanta, I had to pay somebody to – Hang up my Who's hanging the, the TV on the wall? For hey you? man, we got handyman's on the team, man. We got folks that do anything. Guy, give me a couple names. Oh, uh, who the Brig Banks, man? That man put up my TV, man. Shout out Brig, man. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a drill and everything. Man, he had a drill. He got the little wall thing. He know what the little the level. He know the thing. He know what the, the stud finder. At. Yeah, he got it. Welcome to Nebraska, man. Welcome to Nebraska, baby. <laughs> <laughs> As we uh, wrap up this discussion here um, with you guys, I mean, you look at this season, I mean, how bad does this team want it? I mean, it, you guys obviously are, are very, very close. And, and close, as, as we know, doesn't count anymore. You got you to win. I mean, how bad, Feldarius, does this team want it? Um, we want it real bad. It's like like you saying, the, um, the wanting it, like being close is just not cutting it. Like losing close to Oklahoma, we wasn't happy with it. We wanted it to win. We wasn't. We seen people on like media happy with the closeness and everything, but closeness doesn't give you anything. It's not gonna get you a bowl game. It's not gonna get you um, the Big Ten championship. Closeness, close, just it doesn't cut it at this point. Yeah. How bad do you want to go to a bowl, Caleb? I mean, you guys had the chance to last year and it just didn't work out um, with the timing of it, of the circumstances. I mean, how bad do you want to take that next step here in Nebraska? Man, so bad, too bad. You feel me? Like, shit, four years, I ain't been to a bowl game, man. I got to experience that, man. A bowl game, like, that's like shit. That's like, that's like, that's like another conference championship. A bowl game, shit. So, a bowl game would be a great experience for our team. That would be a great step for sure. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun getting a chance to sit down and talk here on Up Close. Uh, appreciate uh, you guys coming up and, and, and looking forward to, to following you guys here on the second half of the season. Appreciate you. Thank for you for having, having us. Man. All right. For Caleb Tanner and Fadarius Cal- uh, <laughs> Payne, I'm Sean Callahan, wrapping up this week's edition of Up Close.